Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Kanye's just trying to bring some love, man. Don't you know? That's all Kanye is about. Kanye West is about love and and and, and uh, what 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 else? And caring and trying to make the world a a, a better place. That's all. That's all he is. That's all uh, he he he's he's ever gonna be. And I don't know why people can't just accept this from the man. I mean, he has said some very smart and and important and influential things. Has has Kanye West, and we shouldn't deny that these things have been said. Now here, by the way, Tony Katz, how you doing? 833 got Tony 833-468-8669 that is uh, the the number here is one of those very important things that Kanye you know he's been in the news Saturday night live wearing his make america great again hat showing Trump some love and, and well listen to heal the city we don't need to just help we're going to heal the city i'm meeting with Dan Gilbert tomorrow who heal who's healing Detroit and healing Cleveland and I'm going to just, it's not my place, but just to make it yay, I feel like LeBron really needs to be in Cleveland. Uh, wait, and that wait, ain't wait, my wait. place, and I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. This is where he thinks LeBron James should have stayed in Cleveland and with the Cavaliers and not gone uh, to Los Angeles to play with the Lakers. All right, all right, so that, that's not it. You don't, you don't have to worry. You don't have to, to worry, worry about that part at all. No, the part you should worry about or pay attention to was his conversation on TMZ about Colin Kaepernick, about wanting to meet with President Trump. That's that's the conversation right Find there. Oh, sorry. I hate when I make that mistake. I hate it when I make that mistake. He actually, I mean. You had said that people have a, a, the ability to grow. And what I'm saying is, at a point... Yeah, what you're saying. So now I'm waiting for a question for well, me. My point is, at a point... Yeah, you that's, your, up, no, that's your point. Do I'm you not, give I, up on them we're, growing? No, we're not, we're not making a point. You're going to ask me a question. Do again. you give up on somebody growing when they are unrelenting at a point and, when you say they are and, who they are? And I love it. Now you ask me the perfect question. You set me up to win. We never give up on anyone. We never give up on anyone. Now let me even make that more positive. We move forward, we give love, we keep going, we keep having the conversation until the conversation turns to love. We keep going. Now, I think it's a a beautiful sentiment. I don't know what exactly I'm supposed to do with that because I don't get my uh, political uh, concepts from Kanye West. And even in my my conversation yesterday, my my piece that's at WIBC.com, my flagship station, is is America, or, or can Kanye turn the country on Trump? Is America rolling their eyes at him, or are they opening their eyes because of him? If Kanye West and his 28 million followers on, on, on Twitter and his f- almost 4 million followers on Instagram gets people to say or to think that, you know, maybe Trump isn't a racist like I'm being told, does that change a lot of things? That doesn't make him uh, a, some kind of, of conservative icon. I'm not saying that in the slightest. Not saying that... 
in the slightest. But, for example, in this conversation, he wants to get Colin Kaepernick, you know, the guy who famously took the knee uh, during the national anthem. He wants to get uh, Kaepernick and Trump together. Because he says, uh, um, you know, uh, that that it would be it would be good uh, for for the country. Now, whether or not Kaepernick would be willing to show up is secondary. But if you want to be able to have an audience with the guy who might be able to help you with the thing you're claiming to take the knee about, he's the guy. Well, Tony, he called he called uh, NFL players sons of bitches. Yeah, he said, wouldn't it be great if some owner told those. Uh, sons of bitches, you're fired. Remember, that was the, the commentary. It was in Alabama. And when I heard it, I was like, all right. People are like, no, Tony, it's a much bigger deal than that. You, he's, he's, calling, he's calling them sons of bitches. I'm like, he's using a vernacular. Uh, but yeah, okay, but uh, is, is it a big, why is it such a big deal? And uh, what someone, someone, someone said to me is, Tony, you don't, you don't call a black man a son of a bitch. I'm like, what in the, what, in the, what are you talking about? How is this? It's it's a racial thing now. Oh yeah, they take they take that seriously. What? So I I have got no other confirmation than that. It's just a, someone's like kind of whispering to me like it was like the 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 biggest secret of the world. What? Can we can we please not be so scared of race that we have a conversation? I don't think he call, should have called anybody uh, sons of bitches, but he did, and that's that. But I think there are a lot of people who feel like you know wouldn't it be great if someone said you're fired, get out of here, goodbye, gone, don't want you anymore, see you later, adios. You know the whole thing. Of course, of course, it goes without saying. And if Kaepernick has an opportunity to, to meet with President Trump, I think Kaepernick should take it. One of the things I always said uh, about LeBron James is that uh, I don't want to hear about how uh, much he cares. Listen, this was LeBron uh, just a couple of weeks ago. One more question. What would you say to the president if he's sitting right here? Uh, I would never sit across from him. You would never? You didn't want to no. talk to him? No. I said that across from Barack, though. So brave. So incredibly brave as LeBron. If you're not willing to sit across from him, then what's the point of it all? Of course you should be willing to sit across from him. The interesting thing going on right now about Kanye is that he's trying to do it. You know what he is? He is America's Dennis Rodman. It took Dennis Rodman to go over to North Korea and get Kim Jong-un to, to you know, you know, come on. Let's, come on. Let's, let's have some peace. Come on. Come on. You can do it. No, no, stop torturing those people. Let's go do some peace. That's Kanye. That's Kanye for America. It isn't about kind of raising him up to some kind of icon level. That's that has never been it. And and some some interesting tweets yesterday about you know remember when conservatives used to tell entertainers and and uh, athletes to just shut up and dribble. Well, in the case of LeBron James, I don't think he has to shut up. But if he's unwilling to meet with Trump while he criticizes Trump, well, then, yeah. And then Trump criticizes him, and then nothing gets done, and everything's the same, and that's the way it goes. But you want to do something, go do something. You know, LeBron James, I think he has like a dozen uh, programs now in, uh, in play in Hollywood. Different kinds of shows, different kinds of things. You're not willing to talk to the president of the United States? It'd be a world-class sit-down. People would report on it for weeks. You could say things that you do, he doesn't normally get to hear. Why would you not take advantage of the situation? I have had to have a rethink on this because there have been times in my life who said I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk to, to Barack Obama. I wouldn't talk to Hillary Clinton. Absolutely, I would. Bring him in, sit him down. Bring him in, sit him down. Absolutely. How else? How else do we do it? I think Colin Kaepernick should be like, absolutely. When are we going? 
When are we going, Yee? When are we going? When is this happening? How do we do this? Let's go get her done. So, I don't know if it's going to happen. I have absolutely no idea if if it's if it's going to happen at at, at all. How how how? I don't think anybody is uh, sharing it with me. Oh, they asked Lindsey Graham. Listen to this. Today, um, Kanye West said that he wanted to bring Colin Kaepernick to the White House to meet President Trump. Your thoughts? Anything that will bring the country together. I want to watch football without feeling guilty about it. I believe in speaking your mind and having your say. Respect the flag. I want to work on sentencing reform, yes. prison reform. There are a lot of people in jail for a long period of time, African-American males, Hispanic males particularly. Three strikes and you're out. It's been pretty hard. Um, so might be something we could all work on uh, that would bring us together. So Now. It is on this conversation of prison reform that the following statement has to be made, and it is the statement that is going to anger the leftists more than I can begin to possibly explain. Kim Kardashian, of course, met with President Trump to talk about this woman in Texas, and the next thing you know, she's getting a pardon or her sentence was commuted by President Trump. Kanye West wants to bring Colin Kaepernick uh, in into the fold. Lindsey Graham is now responding in seriousness to com- conversations uh, being brought up by Kanye West. Kanye West and Kim Kardashian are a more important power couple than Jay-Z and Beyonce. Ain't nobody got time for that. Oh, yes, they do. What did Jay-Z and Beyonce do? Visit Cuba? What, they did a concert where where uh, former President Obama and Michelle Obama showed up and they danced? They took a visit to the White House? No, 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 no. Tell me what they did. Tell me their efficacy. Show me the results. Show me what happened. Damn straight Kanye and Kim are more uh, potent and important to American society and have more to show for what they've done than uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Hey, mass hysteria, it is the facts. It is the facts. Acrid nuggets. The hell that it is. Take a look at the score sheet. Take a look. You've got Kanye and Kim. uh, Let's call it two. Because at least uh, he's trying, and she did it. And you got Beyonce and Jay-Z, zero. I mean, hell. I would assume that Kanye and Kim might as well have him beat 99 to nothing. I'm Tony Katz. So this is just breaking out of D.C. I saw Tim Young uh, tweet this. It was a retweet a little less than an hour ago from Jennifer uh, Bendry. Congressman Andy Harris had his office door pushed through and was assaulted by demonstrators. 
According to a Capitol Police officer, can you see if you can find that story, Ari? See if you can uh, find uh, where 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 that is. Uh, what could have happened? Um, listen, I have been discussing the violence of the left. I have been going over this uh, for for days now, and I'm going to break down a little bit more of it because the question is: How are we going to respond? How are we going to deal uh, with this? How do you deal with the violence of the political left? And the answer is you don't let them win. You absolutely positively have to refuse to let them win. Now, as we're we're looking up this story, um, let me get to where the violence is. Now, this has been a kind of fluid story today that there's a professor at Georgetown University named Christine Fair, F-A-I-R. And Christine Fair had tweeted out about Republicans on the Senate Judiciary Committee, look at this chorus of entitled white men justifying a serial rapist's uh, arrogant entitlement. All of them deserve miserable deaths while feminists laugh as they take their last gasps. Bonus, we castrate their corpses and feed them to swine? Yes. First things first. Um, if if you know a woman who is joking about castration, you 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 do not marry that woman. You you do not date that woman. I don't care how good the sex is. You leave. Yeah, the, the, the sex is not that good. It's not. It's not. You have to go. You have no 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 no. You're not available. No no no. You blocked the number. No, you got yourself a new phone. Yes, you moved. You do whatever it is you have to do. That's insane. There is a moment where someone's just a little too twisted and you got to go. You can't be a part of that. You can't have anything to do with that. Twitter just got around to blocking her. We don't know if that's going to be a a permanent thing or or a temporary thing. Not sure how that's going to fly. But the 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 story here is that the left is violent. They are absolutely positively violent they believe in hurting the people who disagree with them they believe in their destruction they believe in their death they believe in killing those they disagree with this is not a a debate that we're having this isn't some kind of well tony you're being a little hyperbolic the hell that i am ted cruz getting attacked uh, in in restaurants, Maxine Waters talking about getting out of your car and surrounding people, making a crowd. Ian Milheiser of Think Progress doubling down on that. Go to where Republicans eat, sleep, and work, and disrupt them. Of course, it's the push to violence. This is uh, the the entirety of of uh, Antifa, this terrorist organization. This. Ah, uh, you think that's too harsh? Uh, well, you know, give it time. Uh, these people who believe punch a Nazi. Listen, I am not a fan of Nazis. Uh, you know, it, it was my rabbi who first told me, hey, maybe not the best people. I am not a fan of Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. Me too. But you don't get to walk around punching people in the face. 
This is who they are. They are violent. And we've seen all the video we need to see of rallies and other things where they go on the attack. Right? When the guy in Charlottesville ran someone over, you know what we said? That's the most disgusting, horrible thing we've ever seen. Universally condemned. Yeah, Trump didn't say it right at first. I agree. He then said it fine. And then he decided to just, you know, get all crazy about it. I wish he had said it with more strength right from the beginning. I wish he didn't try and and engage a, a level of equivocation. That's a real problem. But the rational person says, let's not be him. If indeed Trump is the problem, and if indeed Trump is the issue, and if indeed Trump is evil, the answer is, let's not be him. What they have said is, oh, that's, that's the excuse to let it all go to hell. As if somehow they had a standard somewhere, and they were just waiting for the dam to break. There's no standard. Violence on the political left is as, as old as time. It's just, is there a video of it? Wait, hold it's, on. It, oh, there's video of it already? It's nothing. It's not. Is it? It's really not. It's it's right, not. Sh- they didn't well, bunch, they didn't bust through a door or anything. Then then hold on. Where is it? Can you can you play the audio of it? Like, is there audio to play? Or is there cursing? Uh, I, I think it, it might be cursing, but there's really no. I I'll play it for you. No, no show it to me. I, I want to see what happens. I want to I want to see the thing. This is about Representative Andy Harris's office. All right, I'll send I'll send it to you. All right? Do so. All right. Because you and I may have a very different conversation of nothing. You know what I mean? Wait, did he close the door and they pushed it open? No. So what happened? That he closed the door. They tried to open the door and they failed. And then they just were outside the door and saying, "Open the door," but they didn't open. It. They didn't. Let, I want to see it. I want to hear. I want to wait. You think there's cursing in it? I think. Go go through it again. Yeah. And then and then we'll do it. Then we'll then we'll do it on air. We'll do it on air. Because you and I have a very different view of of, of these things. Um, in what we consider uh, violent activity. Ask yourself this. If it happened to a room full of Girl Scouts, would it be considered violent activity? I mean, that's that's a good moniker. Oh, Tony, you're comparing senators to Girl Scouts? Okay, if it happened to Maisie Hirono, would it be considered violent activity? There. Now, all of a sudden, it's amazing what we'll see as, as violent activity. The progressive left is violent activity. And it, with that time and again and again and again and again and again, we see this. And so one of the things that I've been engaging is, is how, you, how you deal with this. What is the proper response? How do you engage this? So, so uh, let me give you a couple of things. And some of these things I, I have talked about, I don't mean to repeat myself, but I think it's, it, it's fundamentally important. To first and foremost, let's say you are somewhere where you're being uh, attacked in this way. Um. If you can, you call the police. Start there. Call the police. Uh, Then if there's somebody else with you, certainly you want somebody getting a video camera out. You want to have documentation. It's it's important uh, to your case because there will will be a case. Uh, From there, always remember that you are well within your rights to protect and defend yourself. You have a responsibility. If you're out with your family or whoever, you have a responsibility to protect and defend yourself, 150%. I'm not saying you should start a fight. I'm saying you should wait for the police and go about your meal, if it's a restaurant, or or just go about your business. If you feel the need to leave to, for your safety, do so. I'm not telling you to just sit there and take it. Not at all. But if you have to defend yourself, you should never feel guilty about it. 
You should never, ever feel guilty about defending yourself at all. These people are violent people. If they're there screaming at you and yelling at you, they are violent. And you have to just accept that fact. They can claim, oh, it was just some protesters. You're not protesters when you're surrounding somebody. You're a violent mob. You mean to do harm. It can't be seen any other way, and you should not see it any other way. You should allow yourself that freedom to know, okay, these people are trying to hurt me. I'm going to keep my calm. I'm going to call the police. I'm going to protect my family. I'm going to leave if I have to, all those things. But the only real way to teach the progressive left, the only way to teach them that what they're doing, like what they're doing to, to, to Brett Kavanaugh, like, like uh, the, these, these attacks, the only way to teach them that this won't work and this is unacceptable and we won't take it is to ensure they don't have power. The only thing that they understand is the pain of not having power. Do not give them any power. Do not allow them any power. Do not allow them to win elections. Do not allow them to get close to winning elections. Not just for for president, not just for the Senate, not just for the U.S. House of Representatives, for dog catcher, for sheriff, for board of education, for governor, for mayor, for city council. They get nothing. You have to keep them out of power. Eventually they will learn because they like power. And they will learn their tactics keep them from getting power. So... They will eventually change. It will take time. It might take a generation. It's okay. We can be patient. I'm Tony Katz. The videotape. We uh, we reviewed uh, the the allegation uh, right there from uh, a tweet that we saw that Representative Andy Harris. Um, he uh, and people tried to bum rush his door and, and assaulted him. Uh, we watched it. Um, is it was was it uh, six people? Did they try and run into his office? Did they try and push the door back open? Absolutely. Uh, can it be considered a violent act? 100%. Was he assaulted? No. Not as I saw it. Not not in the slightest. He was absolutely not assaulted in that way. However, um, what these protesters did was more violent than Brett Kavanaugh throwing ice. The throwing ice story is absolutely Positively amazing. As a matter of fact, we should spin the Wheel of Kavanaugh. The Wheel of Kavanaugh, it would tell us what we should speak about. Because there are so many insane things. Tony Katz, by the way, great to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. The New York Times runs a story. This happened. They run a story just yesterday 
that Brett Kavanaugh was arrested after a bar fight in 1985. A bar fight. Bad drinker, beer drinker, Brett Kavanaugh, the bad boy of law. By the way, Brett Kavanaugh, bad boy of law, come on, that's good. He got involved in a bar fight. There was a disagreement. The next thing you know, Brett Kavanaugh did what all men around the country do when they disagree with someone in a bar. He threw ice at them. Wait, that's it? He threw ice at somebody? He actually took ice cubes and threw them at another person. And that's what I guess, and then a a, a fight ensued. And that's what we are now saying is disqualifying from being a a member of the Supreme Court. I'm assuming that Ruth Bader Ginsburg throws worse on Thanksgiving. Why is it the turkey on my plate? And things go flying. We have reached the bottom of the barrel. There's no place else to go. <laughs> These people have gone from uh, the, the claim of Dr. Christine Ford that she was groped when uh, a teenager. Uh, then it went to exposing himself at Yale University. Then it went to charges uh, of, of gang rape. And now it's throwing ice cubes. I don't know what we're yelling about! This is remarkable. Oh, by the way, the whole conversation about uh, gang rape, Julie Swetnick. Oh, yeah, that story is bunk. That story is a bunch of crap. Can't be, can't be trusted on any level. Let's hear it from Julie Swetnick herself. This was on MSNBC. She is the Michael Avenatti client. Michael Avenatti. He's a lawyer. Um, honestly, honestly, the, the bar should consider standards. And uh, she is the one who said that she was at these parties with the evil Brett Kavanaugh, who the womanizer and Mark Judge, and they are the drinking. And uh, they were unkind to, to girls, and, and uh, they, were, they were getting girls drunk so they could be gang raped. Gang raped? Oh, yeah. So uh, there'd be a girl in the, in, the, in the room, and the guys would be huddled, you know, lined up at the door. And then and then one after another, they'd go in there, and they'd have sex with this inebriated girl who couldn't help herself. And uh, it's called running a train. That's what it's called. That's what the kids call it. And uh, and so and that's what, what Brett Kavanaugh did. And and how old were you at the time? Oh, I was I was 19 or, or, or 20 when, when he was a teenager. Wait, you're three years older than him? Yes, 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 I, I am. So you were an adult. You saw this happening to children, and you didn't do anything? Well, Brett Kavanaugh was abusing girls, as you know, and so that's my story that Michael Avenatti told me to tell. Isn't that right? He was very aggressive, uh, very sloppy drunk, very mean drunk. Uh, I saw him uh, go up to girls and paw on them, try to, you know, get a little too handsy, touching them in private parts. Uh, I saw him try to shift clothing. Later in the interview, she went further. I saw him push girls against walls. 
Uh, he would pretend to stumble and stumble into them and knock them into a wall. He'd push his body against theirs. He would grope them. There are some differences well, I, I between Swetnick's sworn statement last week so and what she told us. In that statement, Swetnick said she became aware of efforts by Kavanaugh and his friend Mark Judge to spike punch at parties. In our interview, she said she saw them near the punch, but did not specifically say she saw either man spike it. Did you see Brett Kavanaugh? You know, spiking the punch, putting green. Well, I, the I punch. saw I saw him giving red solo cups to quite a few girls during that time frame, and there was green punch at those parties. And I would not take one of those glasses from Mark Cavanaugh, uh, Brett Cavanaugh, excuse me. I saw him around the punch. I won't say bowls or the punch containers. I don't know what he did, but I saw him buy them. Yes. That's her statement. That's part of her interview on MSNBC. Even MSNBC said, yeah, listen, we tried and tried and tried to corroborate the story. We couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. And now the words coming out that this whole thing at the, at the, at the, at the bar, he was questioned by the New Haven Police Department in 1985 following this bar fight after a UB40 concert. Well, I think it should be disqualified for going to see UB40. First, he's throwing ice at people in a, in a bar. What kind of... Can we have a conversation here about your manliness? You're throwing ice at people. Ice. Not even a piece of furniture. Ice. And then he was at a UB40 concert. I don't, you know what? Maybe it's time to pull the nominee. <laughs> Maybe it's all over. But here's the best part. According to the report, Hollywood reported with the story, Kavanaugh was the undergraduate at jail, accused of throwing ice onto another man, whom a friend said Kavanaugh believed was the singer of UB40. That's, this is the story. This thing, can I, may I? Have we forgotten that we're still talking about confirming a justice of the Supreme Court of the United States, and now we've gotten into who threw the party drink on the lead singer of UB40? Who had this on their bingo card? Who had this? That, you know, the minute you saw Brett Kavanaugh be announced with, with his wife and his daughters and there's President Trump, you're like, oh, man, you know that guy got into a bar fight with UB40. I don't know what to do anymore. What's left? What is left to do in this whole story? The best part of it? Quote, obviously there must have been an assault because the police were called and a report was filed, but this is a case of mistaken identity and has nothing to do with UB40. Who said that? A spokesman for UB40. A band you most of you have never heard of. And certainly not a band you have heard from in the last 20 years. Just had to come forward to give an official statement on who should be the next Supreme Court justice. Oh, holy. Holy crap. You can't, you can't do more than this. We need to get UB40 on the show. Oh, do it. Do it. Call him right now. Call them right now. Not, but please, not to play any music. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that to myself. 
that is maybe one of the most amazing and insane stories ever. The nomination of Brett Kavanaugh has led us to UB40. That's, it's, it's, the, you know what? This is America. It's a problem. I'm Tony Katz. I didn't I didn't think the the whole show would be, you know, so much on the the, the violence of the political left. Now, I, I I should I say that and and I need more information. Um hazmat team sent to uh Senator Ted Cruz's campaign office in Houston investigating uh, envelopes that contained um a white powdery substance. This according to the Weekly Standard Multiple fire trucks, one hazmat truck spotted after the letter was opened by campaign staff and reported uh, to authorities, um, Houston Fire writing on Twitter that two people had been taken to the hospital after being exposed uh, to the substance. Now, um, every every time I get a piece of mail uh, at at my station, at the the flagship, uh, WIBC, every time. I think it's going to be something. As a matter of fact, I will tell you that I make an effort, a concerted effort, to open my mail only in my office. So if anything happens, nobody else or has a better chance of not affecting anybody else. It's a really weird thing that uh, I, I expect it. Tony Katz, by the way. 833 got Tony 833-468-8669 um, uh, Twitter uh, at Tony Katz and of course the podcasts TonyKatz.com please uh, please uh, subscribe um, I, I'm expecting it you know I was talking earlier then this is a true story this happened just uh, over over the weekend I, I'm talking about you know how you handle these people who come at you and, and attack you at a at a restaurant, because right now it's happening to politicos. It's going to happen. It's going to happen to Mark Levin. It's going to happen to Hannity. It's going to happen to Laura Ingram. It's going to happen to Limbaugh. Well, he may have uh, security. I don't know if some of these other people do. It's going to happen to everybody who sits behind a mic or anybody who's in front of a camera or anybody who podcasts who doesn't who doesn't say what other people think is is uh, you know uh, approved what they have not approved right it's gonna it's 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 going to uh, happen it's going to happen and so i had this whole conversation about you know you want to call the police if you're if if they're confronting you or, or screaming at you you know you want to to be able to protect yourself and uh, you want to record it was a conversation i had with my wife about the fact that we need to get her a new smartphone that has a better camera. That'll be a little bit easier to operate. So she'll be able to 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 do this. And how we do this and how we do that. And 
and, and a series of other things that I'm not going to totally get into. And and at one moment, she's like, Tony, are you, are you, like, are you blowing this up in your head, like, to be a thing? And, and my answer was, I don't think so. I don't live my life in fear. I walk down the street, I'm fine, but I'm aware of the street. Now, I grew up in a place where you were always aware, in, in that uh, I had parents who reminded you to be aware. My head is certainly uh, a head that looks around, a head on a swivel, as the expression would go. I know who's coming down the street. I know who's across the street. I have an idea of what's going on uh, behind me to the best of my ability. Of course. I don't walk uh, anywhere blindly. Am I a little more aware when I go into a restaurant now? Who's coming through the door? Who's already there? Absolutely. I don't know. I don't I, 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 I don't have any levels of paranoia in that I think they're watching me, they're in my phones, you know, none of that. I don't think that somehow, uh, you know, someone's got, got is, is watching me through the, through the station or, or the studio window. Certainly aware. And I've been aware for a long time that when I get an envelope from a, a source I have no idea about, I open it in my office because of what we're discussing here with, with, with Ted Cruz. Now, I am not the target, right? The people in D.C. are the target. But we know something true, and this is why I believe that soon, unfortunately, we will see this all over the country. If you know anything about Saul Alinsky, Rules for Radicals, anything about uh, the ideas of organization, one of those rules is ridicule is man's most potent weapon. Right, which is why they 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 work to insult you. They work to uh, uh, in, make insinuations like this and and ridicule, uh, so they can get you to make a mistake, and then they hold you to that to your standard. Right, it's one of the other rules: hold the other side to their own standard. So you ridicule them because you have no standards. They respond, and then you're like, "Oh, look what you did!" Is let's take a look at at Brett Kavanaugh. They called Brett Kavanaugh a racist. I'm not a racist, a rapist. They'll call him a racist soon enough. They called him a rapist. He said, how dare you? And then they said, oh, you're going to yell at us? That's not a temperament that we find acceptable for the Supreme Court. Oh, it's, hmm, hmm, a bit, of a, a bit of a hothead. A hothead he is. Oh, that Brett Kavanaugh is a hothead. Isn't that exactly what they're doing? So you know that that's uh, uh, true. But one of the rules of, of Saul Linsky is that a good tactic is one that your people enjoy. It's a very, very important line. So now take a look at the idea of surrounding. Take a look at the idea of confronting. Well, if you live in Washington, D.C., all that's super easy because all those people are there. Well, I live in Arkansas. Man, I don't get to do that. So how do I get to be a part of the thing that makes me important and part of the resistance? How do I get to fight back? Oh, there's the loudest voice I know. There's the voice from TV. There's the voice from the radio. It's only a matter of time, right? People want to be involved in the tactic that's enjoyable. And they have been taught now by their progressive leadership that surrounding people and attacking people and confronting people and getting violent with people is the way you save America. But they can't get to D.C. because, you know, oppression. So what do they do? 
so they do what they need to right there in their own backyard. Now, you can call me anything you want, but you know I'm right. You know for a fact that I am right. Lindsey Graham uh, has decided that he is going to stake his claim here. He is going to uh, to set uh, uh, his course here on Kavanaugh. And what he said is that if somehow and in some way uh, Brett Kavanaugh does not get confirmed uh, by the Senate, he told Hannity uh, that he, uh, what the president should do is is renominate him. This way, the American people will have the last say. I'd ask voters in Indiana and Missouri and North Dakota and other places where Trump won, saying who he would nominate if he got to be president, and see if voters want to appeal the verdict of their senator. If they don't confirm Kavanaugh, vote out the Democrats, do it again. Man, Lindsey Graham, who knew? TonyCats.com, get the podcast.